Owens, and I am back again with another edition of So What Success Stories. And today I have two people that I've known, ooh, 20 years, a little more than 20 years, huh? Um, that I met back in my day at the University of Memphis when I was in school at the University of Memphis. And they were there too. And that's when they, I think that's when they met, they'll tell you. Um, but it's a beautiful couple, Reginald and Ebony Clark, um, who have their own business, 3P Financial. And so that's what I know, but I want you to tell everybody a little bit more about you. Okay, so uh, as Summer mentioned, we're definitely from uh, University of Memphis, where we originally met. Actually, Summer and I are homeboys and girls. I didn't <laughs> know Summer back in Jackson, but when I heard so much about you, I was like, man, she's from my hometown. I, I was cool when I found that out, too. Yeah, about you. So originally from Jackson, Tennessee, came down to Memphis in 92 with the goal of being here for four years and leaving. And I have not left yet. It's been quite a while. So, uh, but yeah, majoring in finance, University of Memphis, which led me on the path that you'll hear more about in short. And I actually met Ebony um, at a Q party. <laughs> oh, for real? <laughs> so I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, but I've lived in several different places, but ended up in Nashville and finished high school in Nashville, then moved to Memphis in 96 to go to college. I spent my first year at Lemoyne Owen College and then transferred to University of Memphis. And I as well thought I was only going to be here four years and I'm still here. That's so cool. I love learning so much about people doing while I'm doing this because I, I didn't know any of that about you, Ebony. <laughs> That's cool. Well, this in this program, I talk about what I call the So What Success Formula. And you all have implemented the So What Success Formula without realizing it, right? Mm -hmm. So what the formula is, is learning how to overcome obstacles eliminate excuses and calculate choices so that you achieve what I call so what success and that success over any obstacles you face. And you guys are super successful. I'm honored to know you. And it's really been cool watching you these last couple of years, especially. So my first question, um, and either one of you can take it or both of you actually, if you would, is about obstacles, overcoming obstacles. Talk to me about some of the obstacles you've had to overcome to be successful and just how you've overcome those obstacles. Okay. Um, well, I'll start with a personal one. Uh, believe it, a lot of people are surprised to know today that I used to be absolutely terrified to speak in front of more than three people at a time. Um, it was downright um, debilitating, would probably be putting it lightly. I just could not do it. I would be petrified just public speaking. I, I used to stutter and sometimes I still will. So I'm a little, I can be self-conscious about that. But prior to becoming, prior to getting into the financial planning profession, I was involved with a, um, a direct marketing company. And I really, really appreciate the years I did that because it, it, it helped me overcome the, uh, the fear that, and I, it is actually quite frankly still there to a degree. It's just not nearly as pronounced as it used to be. So whenever I have to get in front of a camera or or got to speak in front of a large group. I just have to kind of go to another place to get past that. Well, group. I'm with you on there, Reggie. I'm really? I, I'm a paid speaker, professional speaker, and I'm just I'm still the same way. So I get it. Yeah, I'm telling you. So it was definitely something I had to overcome, and 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 still still overcoming, I should say. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Um, a personal level is probably a need. I have a need to fix things, and so I try and fix everything. And realizing that I can't fix everything, which when you try to fix everything, that means you don't delegate. So mm -hmm. once you get to a certain point in your business or 
personal level, even things that you would normally do around the house, you have to realize, you know what, I can't physically or mentally do all of these things. So I have to pass some things off. But that that was probably something I had to overcome because if there's a need, I want to get in there. Okay, I got this done. Check. Got this fixed. Got this fixed. Who else has a problem? Let me let me fix it. I'm telling you, Ebony, that was a hard one for me. <laughs> that was a hard one for me too. Especially when you like, you you kind of know what to do and how to do a lot of things. And it seems like it may be easier, faster, better to just get it done yourself. So I actually just made a big step in my business and I have two assistants. That's big. That was a big step for me to do that. But, but I understand that challenge for real. All right. The second part of the So What Success Formula is eliminating the excuses. So we all can make excuses, and I think we all do at some point, right? But you obviously have had to get past a lot of the excuses in your life so that you can move forward and be successful. How have you eliminated excuses from your life? How can you help other people learn to do that too? Starting a business is not easy at all. And there are so many roadblocks that you hit where it would be easier to just say, you know what, I'm good. I can go do this or I can do that, especially when you have other skills. Mm -hmm. And so both of us had the skill sets where we were marketable to companies, but choosing to take the career path that we've taken, you hit obstacles where you can Mm -hmm. say, you can make excuses. You can, we were um, earlier just talking about how you can't, For most of us, we can't fund our business in the traditional way, which is go to a bank or go to our parents. So that's an excuse in itself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We could have said, you know what? We don't have the funds, but you have to come up with other ways to reach the same goal. Mm -hmm. That's good, Ebony. Yeah. Uh, Overcoming excuses. (laughs) I say this, I kind of laugh every time I hear the (laughs) word excuses. My my mind immediately go back to my my pledging days. Tools of incompetence. Yes, the cues definitely helped me out with that. <laughs> but uh, my mind immediately tends to go back to my grandfather. I was raised in the house with my grandfather. And I, rem- I can remember him. Actually, let me say what I don't remember. I don't remember him ever not working, no matter if he was sick, if it was, you know, cold, hot, whatever. I always remember him by six o'clock, he was gone from the house and I didn't see him again until six that evening. And so my mind just go back to that. Like, you know, and he was doing physical labor. So, you know, a lot of times I say, if he, you know, that's my example. So if he did it, you know, you said, I'm barely aching about this. I'm like, nah, let me go and make something happen. So just overcoming excuses. I mean, people that use excuses are Typically, they build monuments that lead to nowhere. You know, that's what that's what I learned. So I like that you said that because that stuck with me too. You know, because we all are Greek and we <laughs> we all learned that. But that was powerful, and it's and it is the truth. It is absolutely the truth. And you spoke on um, having that example, Reggie, and mm-hmm. I think you know that's really important. And then all of us don't have you know that grandfather who is that example, but it's important. And that's why I like to give back in the community and be that example. And I think you guys are doing the same thing as being that example for people who may not have that, that example. That is powerful. You have to show people, and we um, talk about with the girls, mental toughness. It bothers me to my core to see a wimp or someone who plays the victim role. And it's just I'm like, oh, things happen. And I'm not saying everybody's walk is easy. And I know people that had it much worse much, much worse than I had it growing up, but there, everyone has something. 
And you have to take your something and push through it. You can't yeah. just fold and go hide in the corner. You got to deal with it and move on. You can talk for a minute, but you got to I'm with you. I am, <laughs> there you go. I was like, you know, I'm with you. I am totally with you. And I'm, I can't take a whip either. So I'm like, come on, just, we got to keep it moving. Come on, shake off. What's the problem? All right, address that for a second. But we're going to spend most of our time focused on the solution. Mm -hmm. um, I'm totally with you on that. And you spoke about, Ebony, you spoke about um, starting a business is not easy. So you all have been in business how long? Since 2002. 2002. So what's that? 19, 19 years 19 in May. Will be 19, 19 years. years in May. Now that's, that, <laughs> that deserves a round of applause. I have been in business uh, seven years this okay. year. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. But boy, oh boy. Uh, I had no idea. So just like you said earlier, and this will take me to the next question uh, about choices, calculating choices. Ebony, you mentioned it earlier, you know, and I've been there too. So I had a corporate career for 15 years and, and I made the choice to become an entrepreneur. And uh, I probably should have talked to y'all first. <laughs> I'll talk to a few more people. It's way harder than yes. I ever imagined it would be. Yes. So talk, talk to me about, not just about that, but any other choices that you had to calculate and the choices that you made to get where you are today? Oh my goodness, so many. <laughs> so many. I can imagine. I remember when I made the decision that I was going to leave MetLife, because that's where I was working, to do what I was doing full-time for myself. And I remember the, the night that Ebony, we were just dating at the time, she helped me pack up my, my desk. And I did it at night after hours just in case I wanted to come back the next morning. <laughs> so um, <laughs> Nobody need to see all that. Just yeah, yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't gonna be no dramatic storming out. It wasn't gonna be none of that. You know, I'm gonna change my mind in the morning. So, uh, can't sleep on it. Yeah, I, need to sleep <laughs> yeah, I get it. But you know, I, so the, making that, it's one thing I've learned down through the years, when you make the, a decision, choices become easy. So I, once, Ooh, I, once I had decided, once I had decided this is what I was gonna do, the choice to not go back the next morning was actually easy. The choice to work for my townhouse the first three months was easy. Just the ups and downs. I mean, I depending on how deep you want to go with it, I can share some horror stories as well. Because it go for it. Go, I mean, share what you want. This is our time. I want to help some people with what we're talking about. So yeah. Oh, it definitely was not a cakewalk, guys. I mean, at first the the ideas and the energy was just flowing and. I, I literally wrote every word of the website probably in 36 hours just I couldn't stop typing. And but then once we got past that point, all right, now here we are. You I gotta mean, figure out what to do. You gotta figure <laughs> out what to do. So I mean, ain't nobody calling me, you know. So I'm I'm having to put out a hundred calls to get one call back in. And um we def I can definitely say that when I took that jump, I went down. It wasn't it wasn't jumping and taking off. No, that was not the case. Um, I can remember one time in particular, I remember one time in particular, man, I met with a client and I was talking, by this time I had an office, my first office, but I met with this client, this client had a couple hundred thousand dollars. I'm sitting across the table from her and I, and I don't have any money. I don't have any money, right? But I'm telling her what to do with her money. And not only that, I not You got wisdom money. though, <laughs> knowledge. Yeah, I had it up here, but I couldn't let her know that. I, you know? Right. And, um, I actually, believe it or not, I actually had to, I didn't have a car back then. We, we had one car between us and um, she was in it. 
And it wasn't at the office. I was still working in corporate America at the time. So we were, but even before we were married, we were pooling our money together to make sure that we both sustain because, you know, income is inconsistent when you start a business. Yes. But I, I know that, that very well. I walked, I walked home from the office after that client left and I waited till she was gone. I didn't want her to see me. So I walked from Poplar Ridgeway area back to Hickory Hill. And every step I took, I'm like, you know what? I'm, you know, I was determined I was gonna make it happen. And, and I'm gonna tell you something else about that, that time period of my life, Merrill Lynch had offered me a position with them, paying, paying about 75,000. So it would have been so easy just to take that and be like, you know what, screw this, man, this ain't working. But I didn't. And, Who told uh, you not to? Yeah, definitely told me not to do it. I, I asked a few, a few people around me said, well, can't you keep yours going and do that too? And da, da, da. And Evan was like, no, nah, don't do it. Just, you know, we're going to tough through it. And that's what we did. That sounds like when I, I quit FedEx and it was comfortable, though, I, it was, yeah. you know, I'm sure y'all both can relate to that. I had a very comfortable salary, very kind of cushy job. And um, when I quit, to, and, and I went down too, Rich. <laughs> it was like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I should have done this, I should have done this. I should have packed my box at nighttime too. But uh, <laughs> I uh, I got three job offers. Oh, wow. Oh, man. I never gotten a job offer from a job I didn't apply for before. Mm -hmm. But two years in, while I'm still on the bottom, I got those three job offers and they were all making, you know, comparable salary to what I was making at FedEx. Right. And so I was just like you where I, I was talking to people too. And I was like, well, can't you do both? And I'm like, I got to go all in on my thing. I got to go all in. I can't do it. But yeah, go ahead, Ebony. I'm sorry. I just wanted to share that. Oh, well, you're fine. You're yeah. fine. So um, for the first part of P3's tenure, I guess, I was still working in corporate America and we had decided to um, expand and offer taxes, tax preparation. So for one or two years, mm -hmm. I would get off work at five and then go and work until nine or 10 o'clock, depending on the time of year. And my mom would pick, we, at the time we only had one, um, one child. So my mom would pick her up Monday through Thursday for us. And we would literally work all day long and well into the night and then we were like you know what this we can't continue to sustain this so we decided that i would leave my job another calculated Before. choice another another decision another so, calculated choice we had a one-year-old and this is before the affordable care act so me leaving my job would mean no um, health insurance because we were both under our health insurance and i had given them a long notice i had given them a month and three days before um, my last day of work, I go into the hospital for a procedure and they come and tell me we can't perform the procedure because you're pregnant. <laughs> and we're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and it was gonna take two hours. So Reggie dropped me off and I called them and I said, they said they can't do it. And he said, why not? I said, because they say I'm pregnant. They say. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. I think we're gonna have another baby. But in our mind, that was the worst timing ever. We have a one year old. I'm about to quit insurance. Days. Right. Like, right. I don't know what we're gonna do about health insurance, like prenatal care, all this. I had no clue 
what we were going to do, but I didn't, at that point, I wasn't going back to the people at my job and telling them I changed my mind. So we just, we pushed through and we made it. And bought some health insurance, huh? Yeah. <laughs> expensive health insurance. <laughs> it's still expensive. But it's about choices. Like you just said, it's about choices. And I like what you said, Reggie, when you said, once you make a decision, then the choices become easy. Once it become easy. And, and Ebony, you just gave a great example of that. You're like, oh, that was tough news, but you already knew you just had to keep moving forward because you already made a decision. Mm-hmm. I like um, talking to my mom and my mom, just to give you a little background about my mom, my mom is like ultra corporate. Like she worked for IBM. She worked for four of the big five accounting firms. So she doesn't have an entrepreneurial bone in her body anywhere. But I remember talking to her about whether I should leave uh, corporate America. And she said to me, which was so odd coming from her, you can always find another job. And I was like, you're right. (laughs) Actually, quite frankly, which ended up happening. Mm -hmm. So when we did, when Ev did leave, when she left, Corporate America the first time, we were rolling along a little bit, but then what we realized is that the company was still not mature enough to be able to support a family, as well as the company's bills, as well as trying to expand a little bit. Not only, we couldn't gain momentum. So we actually had a plan for me leaving to build up, the, a year-round accounting practice, but when you have a baby in the middle of the year, that's yeah. kind of hard. So, so we needed. We realized the company needed a little more time, so she went back to work for one more year at a different place, and that gave us the time and the resources. Because again, we didn't have the, I didn't have the ability, the money, the credit, or whatever to just go get a business loan at that time. And um, but her going back to work. Get, took a little pressure off, so we were able to kind of kind of ramp back up. And then when she came back after that, we've been we've been. Y'all been booming ever since. That's yeah. awesome. But it's an, another uh, example of a calculated choice that you had to make. I like and I can uh, appreciate that, and also how life, you know, can can kind of throw a wrench at you occasionally, mm-hmm. and okay. then you have to just adjust based on that. And I I, I really appreciate you guys sharing that story. Um, we have to talk some more because I want to know more. <laughs> I want to know even more. Well, y'all are, have been great examples of, like I said, the SOA success formula where oh, learning how to overcome obstacles, get rid of those excuses, eliminate the excuses in your life and calculate choices and adjust along the way will yeah. equal so what success. And that's what you guys have definitely achieved. But I have a question. How do you define success? It's, it's, for me, it's different. My, my definition of success has definitely changed. I used to think that success was reaching goals that we had set. And what I learned is that when I reach the goal, unless I put a new goal out there, I would lose my motivation, my drive. I wasn't waking up as early, wasn't going to bed as late. So then through reading and, and conversing with other uh, people that you know kind of on that same path, I realized for me, the way I define success now, is, and I, I got this from Bob Proctor, it's the progressive realization of a worthy idea. So basically the success is in the journey. It's not in the attainment of the goal because this, it's the journey that, re, that, that, that refines you, that drives you, that motivates you. Uh, the goal is out there, true enough, 
but it's that but it's progressive realization of that goal for me. That's good. So, so now the day you start, in my mind, the day you start a calculated step towards reaching a goal, you're successful. It's just about you sustaining it long enough to get there. That was good. That was good. How about you, Ebony? Um, I would. That was very good and eloquent. Um, it, just to recap or restate what he said, setting a concrete goal and working towards it, yeah. because goals can change. So if you if the concrete goal was A, and you're working toward A, but then you decide to switch your goal to B. You won't, you can't say, well, I'm not successful because I didn't reach A because things change. So as long as you're working towards something that you specifically stated, then you're successful. And I like how y'all say that working towards and the journey, because it's not just about getting there. Because a lot of times we, we get there and we're like, okay, well, this wasn't even all that I thought it was going to be. This ain't even what I really wanted. So I really, really like that. Well, I have one last question for you. For what, what advice would you give to someone who wants to be successful in whatever, however they define success, but they have obstacles. Now this could be a student or it could be a young professional, an entrepreneur, um, somebody in their career, but just some piece of advice that you would leave us with just to be successful in spite of obstacles. I would say that the key is knowing what you want And I've I've talked with some people and some people that are close to me that aren't able to move forward because they hadn't solidified in their mind what they actually want. But until you do that, opportunities and circumstances won't present themselves to push you toward what your goal is. So I think the very first thing is, what do I want to accomplish? And then once you know what you want to accomplish, even if you hit an obstacle, you know that things are working to present themselves, to remove themselves, to take you around this corner and up this hill so that you can still meet that goal. You just have to stick with it long enough to get there. I like that. Kind of like Reggie said, even with that, once you make a decision, the choices become easier. I don't know if you guys have read Think and Grow Rich. Yeah, so that is one of my favorite chapters in that book is the power of decision. Mm-hmm. So how uh, about you, Reggie? So I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take this opportunity to speak to that student that may that may be watching um, your uh, this broadcast or this recording, and that is what I want you to remember. The one piece of advice I want you to remember is whether you attain a degree or skill set, whatever your educational path was. Always remember, no one owes you anything because you got your degree or because you got your certificate or because you got your credentials, whatever they are. Don't nobody, I'm, 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 I'm gonna use some incorrect English right He's here. Like, don't nobody owe you nothing. Don't nobody <laughs> owe you nothing, man. You gotta go get it. I don't care, I don't, just like you got that degree, you get, if you wanna be an entrepreneur, you want a job, or don't nobody owe it to you. You're not entitled because you got that piece of paper. You have to go get it. You got to hustle. You got to bust your butt. You got to do all that. That that piece of paper just will assist you along the way. Mm-hmm. Don't nobody owe it to you, though. All right? I think that's powerful, and I think that's true, and it's an important message that a lot of our young people need to hear, and a lot of people our age, not yeah. as young, right, <laughs> need to hear and, and be reminded of, you know, and be reminded of, and I can definitely attest to that, that um, 
I got what I got because I worked hard. And I know you all mm -hmm. are where you are because you worked hard. And people will help you along the way, um, mm -hmm. but people don't have to help you yeah, along right. the way. Exactly. So y'all, this has been good. I thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and mm -hmm. to share um, a little bit about your story and about your journey. It's, it's been real cool for me to learn even more. And I know this is going to help a lot of people in a lot of ways. So thank you so yeah. much. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Take care. All right. Bye.